0: Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 Podcast.
1: Memphis, 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 nothing but Memphis. And where we go is Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee, the beautiful land in the world. And I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said, I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I prove people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hey this is Tom Inzo of Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz Nine Hundred One, presented by the good people at Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and we have a packed episode tonight. Coming off of that game where the Grizzlies lose one hundred three to one twelve, the Lakers out in La La Land. It was it was a tight game the entire game until the fourth quarter. Uh, the Grizzlies really just ran off in the second. Um, it was weird. Okay, AD was out. Okay, that's probably the reason. Uh, but we're going to get to all that tonight. But mostly, we're going to get to the John Morant off the court issues. We're going to hit on a little bit of the national media and what is happening there. But before we get to that, he's our weekday boo. He's our guy. What's up, Nate? Not thriving. Just surviving. I like it. I like it every week. I hope this is uh, what we're going to be doing now. Okay. So we, we kind of did some different things with the uh, the podcast where we're changing the name, kind of trying to be a little bit funny, a little play on words uh, with the title of uh, the, the episodes. And now Nate is over here surviving, not thriving, but surviving. Um, first off in the game.
0: Uh, I mean, if you told me Desmond Bain was going to shoot three for fourteen and not make a three, I tell you they lost by a lot more than nine. So, yeah. sort of is what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was an ugly game, but the Grizzlies lose one hundred three to one twelve. As I said earlier, uh, and it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't a good game. Um, the, the, I, I will have to give the props to the Lakers and the game plan. Okay, the, the game plan was to to front guard. Desmond Bain and his perk calls him Desmond Baines. You, you, um, and it, you
0: and Stan Van lo- really <laughs> want to give the Lakers some credit for any and everything, I suppose. Bro, uh, there's no one I want to listen to talk about basketball less, maybe Gilbert Arenas, <laughs> but that's
1: about it. Who's Who's worse? Um, him or RJ, um, uh, Richard Jefferson? Sorry, oh, Stan Van really, Stan Van is brutal, dude. Richard Jefferson is just kind of a a D-bag. He's a, <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah. He is.
0: But I but he knows basketball and I don't disagree with his takes. I Stan Van will say something and I'm like, you are watching a different game than me, brother. <laughs> and it's just it's not fun. It's well, not
1: fun. I, listen, I I have to give him the props for the simple fact that they guarded uh Schroeder is mainly Schroeder. Troy Brown was face guarding Desmond Bain the whole entire night. And it was it was that game. It was That was their game plan is to take him out because they knew that Xavier Tillman and Tyus Jones aren't beating you. They have Anthony Davis, who's going to be guarding Jaron Jackson Jr. They felt comfortable with the rest of whatever was going to happen. Nobody on this team is going to beat you. You have John Morant, you have Desmond Bain, and you have Jaron Jackson Jr. When you have the main cog of the wheel gone, you only have to remove one other one. You feel comfortable with your all-star guarding against our, all R yeah, R all-star. So, Easy brother. Um, tough for me to say. It's midnight. It's midnight. uh So if, if you're listening to this podcast in the morning or watching us, hello, thank you for hanging out. Uh, but for, if, uh, if you're listening to this early in the morning, uh, this is a late night for us, but we have to on these late night uh, West coast trips every now and then is to bring you some good content. Uh, that way you have it first thing in the morning. Uh, so you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, w- complete thoughts on this. I don't want to spend too much uh, on this game, but I do want to look into a little bit of uh, what happened and you know really kind of the direction the Grizzlies are going.
0: Yeah, I mean, from let's start with the offense. The offense. There's just again not much you're going to do when Desmond Bain is as off as he was tonight. But I think the thing that bugs me the most is that the Grizzlies. What happens in fourth quarters, and there's obviously a lot of different movement parts around this. And right. I'm not going to pretend to know exactly what it is. I, I am uh, obviously, I've said before, not a big fan of some of the rotations and the way they're tried out. I was not a big fan of having Bane and Jaron off the floor at the same time tonight. Um, but at the end of the day, they run to panic, right? That's mm. what happens. And they get rushed. They don't get a good shot. And you just see. Jaron still gets really sped up in the post when he has a decent defender on him. Like Anthony Davis is obviously long, big, strong guy. Jaron can score on Anthony Davis. If he takes his time, he just doesn't take his time. He gets rushed. Desmond Bain got rushed tonight. You know, he sort of settled down in the third quarter for a minute, but the first half, the reason he was so off was because he was forcing stuff and he was rushing shots and they just don't bother to get the good looks. And so, that can't happen. Um, I Other than that, there's just not much, right? They just yeah. didn't play well. They shot 24% from three, 38% from the floor. Nobody was particularly good on offense other than Jaron, had a couple of stretches, but they still can't figure out how to feed him in the post, and he sped himself up in the post as much as he cooked in the post tonight. So just wasn't good. Um, defensively, I actually thought the Grizzlies played a really good game until the yeah. very end. The only thing I – the only part of the game plan I completely disagreed with was not doubling Anthony Davis from the get-go, right? Just like they were just face guarding Desmond Bain and they were not coming off of Desmond Bain, you needed to double Anthony Davis on every possession. And if Austin Reeves makes it rain from deep, if Troy Brown Jr. makes three more threes, if Dennis Schroeder kills you from three, you just live with it, right? You just live yeah. with other guys beating you. But, I mean, because even with that, they shot 25% from three tonight. You mm-hmm. know, Not like they're a good three-point shooting team. And I thought they did start to double Anthony Davis, but it was too little too late, and they never really committed to it. And I just yeah. didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. Yeah. But outside of that, you have John Morant or Steven Adams or Desmond Bain shoots like Desmond Bain normally shoots. You win that game. That's mm-hmm. It's it's pretty simple when it comes down to it. But yeah. I think it's a. Uh, I think the pessimism from a lot of people is going to be a sum of, the sum of all parts, not just this game, and I understand that, completely.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Listen, Anthony Davis didn't beat us tonight. He went for you know thirty and twenty-two. That's it. I don't want to talk to you anymore.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Andrew Davis played. He, he played great, hey.
1: man. And if we're going one on one on him, just like you were saying, it's not gonna be a good night. He's he's getting a better whistle than everybody else. We get that. Yeah. Okay, I'm not blaming this on the refs. He gets a much better whistle than anybody no. else on the floor. Let's but yeah. And he's also saw, creating that. You saw me
0: popping off on the refs the other night. I'm not afraid to say when a ref has been terrible, like the yeah. the tech Jordan Poole got tonight. Just another example of refs being incompetent. Yeah. Tonight it was an Eric Lewis led crew, which always makes me nervous, but they were fine. They did fine. You know, there's yeah. a couple of calls that against Jaron that were rough. There's a couple of calls against the Lakers that were rough. So definitely wasn't the refs tonight.
1: Yeah, I agree. It, it was a it was a bad game. It wasn't great. And and listen, I understand that Grizz Twitter, Grizz Nation, whatever. Yeah, this is a freak out moment. Okay. Yo. I get it. But don't freak out yet. Did I hear somebody
0: say or question why we didn't go to Zaire Williams more tonight?
1: <laughs> is that something I heard, or not? am I making that up? This is true. This is true. Our fan base is so crazy that we're we're wanting to go through Zaire more and feature him. Yo, Zaire Williams played
0: five too many minutes tonight. Let me put it and let me say this: I love Zaire. I said this in a conversation on Twitter tonight, actually. I think what we saw from him in the playoffs last year and in summer league before this year was real. And mm-hmm. I think that he can still turn into something. His head is so far gone right yeah. now because it's not physical stuff. We saw him make yeah. a nice little turnaround mid-range today. It's, well, just that we should have kept featuring. <laughs> He's just getting cooked on defense. He's rushing shots more than anyone. He, yeah. he will, I've watched him tonight see an open pass to either Roddy or Kennard in he the corner and just not make it because he, mm-hmm. he just didn't think he could make it. And yeah. his head's just not there. And so that can't happen. Speaking of Roddy, I'd like to see him get some more minutes still. I'm not really sure where he looked he rushed tonight. Minutes.
1: He looked rushed
0: a little bit, but. You know, I, I just think if you keep giving him minutes, he's going to flourish. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. This is, this is the stretch where it's like, listen, everything you want to win every game, every game is important. With the lineup you're throwing out there, it's kind of like throw it at the wall, throw it at the board and see what sticks. Yeah. Right. Jenkins is playing with scraps right now. So yeah. um, I think it's a good time. But, anyways.
1: Yep the uh the, the team is the team is reeling right they're reeling i yeah. get it completely i this the sky is not falling for me okay yeah. uh I, I get that they are now currently in the third position they are the three seed and let me just break it all down if if all goes wrong and the grizzlies stay in the three seed the only thing you're losing right is if you win your first round series, you don't have home court advantage. in the next, if it like, that's, that has to, that predicates on the Sacramento Kings winning their first round. Okay. So that's like, I get it. It is a big deal because the Grizzlies suck on the road, the playoff time. I I think things would flip. I think things are going to be different. I think the reason that they have not been going the road either is because these haven't been business trips either. That's the reason that Steven Adams called the meeting uh, before the last game. Like that was just the, that's just the truth of it. Or I guess it's not for the last game. Whenever it was, when Ja was with the team, uh, I guess it was the Denver game. Like it's just it's just a simple fact that like things all this will play out in a certain way that we can't control as fans. But there's no reason that we have to jump off the bandwagon. Like, there's nothing like I get it. It is frustrating. We can't do anything. The only thing I can do is yell. <laughs> and that isn't good for anybody. I do my part. <laughs> Listen. So it's just, I get it. I get it. It is frustrating though. I, I will hundred percent. And as a fan, dude, voice your frustration. That's what allows us to be fans. And that's what makes it fun. But don't go down the road of negativity because at that point you're miserable personally and then you're making me measurable because i have to listen or watch
0: <laughs> you don't have to I, t- I stopped um i am we're going to talk more about the
1: positivity thing later we will, we will. I, we'll in we'll this podcast positive I promise
0: it is important to to put things into perspective and context hmm. the context is we have been missing the most impactful player on our team for double digit games it's not John Moran. It's not Ooh. John Moran. Wow. Okay. It's okay. Stephen Adams. Okay. 18 games. I've, I've said this for weeks. I've said this for weeks. You don't have to love how much Stephen Adams matters to this team, but you don't have to love how much Dante DiVincenzo matters to the mm. Warriors or Kevon Looney matters to the Warriors or Draymond Green matters to the Warriors. Draymond Green's game is. Much uglier than Steven Adams game. Is anyone gonna deny how important he is to the Warriors and what they do? No, nobody is. It is always the other guys, and Steven Adams is the ultimate other guy. Yeah. I I decided way before he got hurt I was I was done being mad that Steven Adams mattered. You know why? You pay him to matter. Yeah, you pay him to matter, and it's not just for fun. It's not just to be jaws enforcer. It's not just to set screens. He gets rebounds. He facilitates. He is able to be an offensive presence when he has to be. He defends. He's the anchor of the defense, man. Jaron's not the anchor. Jaron is the best defend the best defensive player. The Grizzlies have Adams is the anchor. Mm. He's the guy he put on the Anthony Davis. He's the only guy big enough, long enough and strong enough To give it with AD, Tillman's too small. Jaron's not strong enough. You've been missing that, and you've still been holding on to the two seed, and it took you losing the superstar on your team to really start to go into like panic, desperation mode. I agree. Listen, if John Morant's on the court tonight, the Grizzlies win that game. If Adams is on the court tonight, the Grizzlies win that game. Mm. And the fact of the matter is you have the most impactful player on your team, One of, if not the most impactful role players in the entire league, benched for an extended period of time, not benched out for an extended period of time. Your superstar out, your de facto six man out. Yeah. You just want to survive and get to the playoffs with Adams and Job back on the court. It doesn't matter what seed you are. If they drop to the four seed, okay. Right. You don't want to lose home court, but at the end of the day, make making sure you don't fall into the play-in and completely fall off. Right. I mean, it would have to be a disaster for that to happen. Yeah. But if you get down to four, five, six, you get four to the playoffs be- with your guys. Listen, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. That's a huge slip. I understand. Yes. But it's like worst case scenario. Yeah. You get to the sixth seed. Which is very unlikely. Uh, listen, no, I understand, but I'm saying even if you slip to the six seed, yeah, and you get John Morant, which is not promised, yeah, and Adams, which is likely much more, much more promise. But anything could happen. Back on mm-hmm. the court, heading into the playoffs, that's all you want, man. This team with a chance to hit the reset button, and we'll talk yeah. more about that later. But look there through that lens.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna hit on John Morant here in a second. I think we both have a little bit that we want to talk about with that, uh, as well as a little bit of the national media and what the whatever is going on with them. Uh, but I will say that, uh, just speaking of what you were talking about earlier within the the seating, uh, two or three doesn't matter as much to me. I, I think that home court, you know, advantage is always important, especially for the Grizzlies uh, this season. But I think things uh, when you get to the the playoffs it just resets no matter what happened coming in on a losing streak or not. It doesn't matter. Like the, the game, it, it all just resets to a tournament style playoffs. Like, so, you know, that every game matter, every game is important. When you're going on the, the road, every game is the most important game ever. So it, yep. it is a business trip. It is important. Uh, but the simple fact that the reason I think four or whatever seed you want to go down to, Um, that would be backbreaking, not backbreaking. That would be demoralizing for the simple fact that let's say you do win your first round matchup, right? That's not promised. Whoever that is. I don't think it matters if you're two, three or four, whatever, but that second round matchup, you're playing the Kings or you're playing the Denver Nuggets. I would rather play the Kings over the Denver Nuggets if I want to. And that isn't promised either. Right. But if we're just being honest here with the seating and how it would play out, that's why I think it's important. The 3 seed is, is so important. Obviously, I think the Grizzlies finish in the second seed. They still have 10 home games left. I feel confident in this team, especially at home. We're going to get Ja back. We're going to get Steve-O back. This, this team will get back to normal. And if it gets back to normal going into the last 10 games of the year, that could be huge. Because you're talking about a team that's young, and they're hungry, and they're pissed off you're talking about a guy in John ja Moran who is not promised to be back on this team but if he does come back on this team he's going to be more focused than he's ever been because he's going to have a, a lot to prove both on the court and off the court we'll get to that here in a second but i just think it's important and i think ja coming back after whatever this is i think we're going to see the best job we've ever seen 100% and that's going to be scary for the league because having somebody that's focused wants to prove people wrong kind of going a little bit of dark on the uh, on social media maybe clears his head a little bit maybe allows him to go ahead and focus on only basketball and that would be scary for the league but hey i love oh, and scary they are job.
0: set up for a short term complete redemption arc right because the chan- there is a strong chance that the wheels fall off here for a short stretch there is there's a chance yeah. that this turns into a slide slide right I'm not saying fall down into 60 playing slot. I'm saying they lose the next four games that could easily happen. Right. Then you have no expectations. You have the Memphis Grizzlies had a bunch of drama and fall off. Yeah. Then you get back a John Morant who's ultra focused. Then you get back Steven Adams, both of them inject life into this team. You go into the postseason with no expectations and they're the hunters again, which is obviously where they thrive. Hmm. And All that to say, and we're going to get to this, I'm assuming, pretty quickly. Yep. None of that's the focus right now. None of that is the focus right now. This is a next season and beyond time period that the Grizzlies are going through. This is not about this postseason anymore, which is depressing after a really promising season. But um, I think there's a lot of reason for optimism looking forward. And we should be looking forward because it's it's about a lot more than not just this team going ahead in seasons. It's a it's about
1: a person dealing with some personal demons going ahead. It's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, But you know what's not tough? is we're going to transition over to Zach (laughs) Jaworski State Farm, our presenting sponsor. Uh, If you ever need any kind of uh, insurance needs at all, whether it's home, auto, um, you know, your jewelry, everything insured, your, your children, your life, your life, 901-794-3691 at Memphis.com, Zach Jaworski State Farm, they're over in East Memphis as well as Collierville, uh, they are surrounding all the area. so if you have a need, no matter where you live, as long as you're in this uh, surrounding area in the Mid-South, uh, they will definitely take care of you, and so we have some cool things coming, especially to the playoffs, because I think that's uh, kind of the direction we're looking at uh, right now. Myself with this show is trying to make sure that we are set up good for the playoffs. And so um, you can also set yourself up personally and save yourself some money. Just call Zach Jaworski State Farm 901-794-3691. All right, let's go ahead and get into obviously what is the the elephant in the room, right? And that is the John ja Morant off court issues. So um before I go on to mind, when you first saw what you saw, right? Which was the video, I guess the image that everybody's put up with the gun, what's the first thing you well, you thought of in your mind? This was Saturday morning, right? Saturday or Sunday, yeah, it's one of them. I think it was Saturday. Bad words. Bad words. Bad
0: words. Same. I, yeah, it was personal background. I had gotten up to go ski with my wife pretty yeah. early. I mean, yeah. first world, first world probs. I know, <laughs> but, um, I woke up at like six 30 and looked at traffic. Cause you look at traffic. It's so what you do on a weekend. If you're going to go ski, anyone going to Utah, always check traffic. If you're staying in the Valley,
1: Utah, give me two.
0: And it was keep in mind, the resort is 30 minutes away from my house mm, okay. where I go.
1: Okay. Great. Two story.
0: hours and 45 minutes. To get up the canyon and I refreshed it and it said traffic information not available at this time because they shut the canyon down to do avalanche control. So I'd woken up early on a Saturday, which <laughs> I was unhappy about. And then the reason I woke up early on a Saturday, I wasn't able to do. And then when I finally was like, okay, screw it. I'll just get on Twitter. Yeah, and that's what I see. Mm. There are many bad words yeah. in my head. And, um, I think that's why when we get into this, I'll be, I'm happy. We had a few days to reflect and I got yeah. to listen to a lot of people who are smarter than me, um, and have been around, uh, around the sun quite a few more times than me as well. Um, because it gave me a time to reflect and think about it, but yeah, yeah I was definitely upset the first time I, when I, when I saw it for the first time.
1: Yeah. So that was my thing is, is, um, I saw it, uh, I wouldn't say, pretty quickly. I was up obviously early uh, with kiddos and family and everything. And so I, I saw it too. And I'm just like, what, what are we doing? Like, that's my first thought is what are we doing, dude? Like, it's just kind of like, you're not pissed off at them, but you're pissed off because like you see the good in somebody. Okay. I see the good in John Morant. I, I literally, I saw the fire. Okay. Sorry. I had to do that. But I, I see what's in him as a, as a person, as a player, as a kid. I'm, I, listen, I'm, I'm 38. I'm about to turn 39. I, he's 23. Like He has the world in front of him, and he's making just stupid decisions. It doesn't make him an idiot. It makes him a kid with a lot of money, a lot of fame, a lot of pressure. And it hurts me a little bit because I know that he's dealing with pressure. We're all dealing with pressure, whatever level you think of it might be. Everybody has their own levels. Everybody has their own pressure. Everybody honestly deals with things differently. What you're dealing with and what I'm dealing with, I might be easy to me what you're dealing with. We like everybody has their own levels of what really the pressure is on you and what people honestly kind of want out of you in life. You are a guy who. Five years ago in John Morant, he could go to the grocery store. He could walk down the road. He could do whatever he wanted to in life. Five years ago, living on a college campus, no care in the world, just living life. You get now, you're in the NBA, you're four years ago. You're starting to kind of peak up, right? You're getting to this small city. You're trying to learn your way. Three years ago, all right, it's starting to bubble and then two years ago, you just shoot to the moon. And then last last offseason, it was even a bigger skyrocket. So I can't imagine what the kid's going through at all. And I know that he is probably struggling with whatever his demons are that might have been in the past that were not brought to light. But also, just being a kid with so much money and so much pressure and so much opportunity out there that you can do whatever you want to. Like, he could. And I think that, and I think that's tough for for him to kind of, I guess, uh, compartmentalize that.
0: And I think it's important people realize that pressure does not have to be on the court. Cam right. Rant still has awesome numbers. I still trust him with the ball in his hands in a one possession game. Yeah, it's there's a lot of pressure that comes with living life. Yeah. Period. And the truth is, he is the fine. He is the bank for an ecosystem of people he has loved since he was a kid. Yeah, he's the bank. He has a lot of people that I'm sure are pulling him a lot of different ways. And mm-hmm. this is what that what I'm not saying, and I don't want it to be heard like this, is that other people are to blame for his actions. Ja is the only one that can control what Ja does. Period. Yeah. What I am saying is, even if he's the only person who can control his own actions, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of people need to think about: What if your best friend, like I, I got a couple of guys that are basically brothers to me? What if all of a sudden I came into how much is he making a year? Like a hundred something million dollars. Whatever. Started next year.
1: We don't know. A lot Especially of money. With Powerade, Nike. Who knows? Let's say
0: hundreds of millions of dollars, and all of a sudden they're like. Want me to do this? Want me to do that? And luckily, I'm a loser. So my friends are like, just they care about me because there's no other reason to be around me. (laughs) But if those guys had their own agendas, had stuff they want to take care of, not even in a malicious way. It's just stuff that they're like, hey, we can do this now. Mm -hmm. That's tough to say no because you care about these people. You love these people. right? Think about the people you love most in the world wanting you to do something and you have to say no. They've been with you since day one. Yeah. they supported you all the way here and now you're supposed to say no to them right. who are you to do that he's 23 years old having to make decisions like that mm-hmm. 23 years old
1: it's tough man it's it's tough you know what doesn't help is um, the national media and I'm kind of gonna probably go off a little <laughs> bit more on this Um Skill. and and this is this is what hurts the most. A lot of these people are doing this for clicks, right? It's bringing attention to their platform. They're saying whatever they want to say. Like the guy this morning that I saw was saying that Josh checked himself into, a, uh, I guess, a rehab facility. Listen, we live in Memphis. We know a lot of what's going on on the ground, right? I don't know all of what's going on. I know that I trust my sources uh, and I trust my people that I know and I trust Chris Vernon, honestly, and what he and what he knows, in a sense, and obviously the other people that are closer to the team than we are. But like, don't do that. Like, don't be that person. Don't lower yourself to those standards. And that is the this disgraceful thing that irritates me the most, because I, I thought about this and I always bring it home to myself. And I think, you know, how do I how would I handle it? How do I see it? The way I see it is um, the Grizzlies are a friend of mine, right? That's what I felt. This team, this organization, they're a friend of mine, okay? It's just an object, right? It's a thought. But let's say they're a friend of mine. And let's say that, you know, Jaw's obviously part of the team. But let's bring it down to Ja Morant being a friend of a friend, right? If one of my closest friends is friends with Ja or a friend of a friend with Ja, whatever Jaw does affects my friend which is the Grizzlies in this circumstance. So I look at it. Yes, it does break my heart that he's like that, but that doesn't mean he's a bad person. I don't push him down and throw him into the lion's den because of decisions he's making. I always give people a second chance for the simple fact that people deserve a second chance. I think that is true on true. And people want to throw the shade of, well, let's bring up the Pacers, the finish line thing, the summer thing. It all has come to a head right now. This is the chance. This is his start of his second chance. And what Ja does with it as a man, as a 23-year-old man, will be what comes out of his life. And that's so important for him as a person is to figure out this, these learning lessons, these thorns that you're going to have as you go through life, this is very important for him to grow and figure out where he's going to go. And I think that's gonna be so important. And I talked to my wife about this uh, tonight, and she had the perfect analogy, okay? The perfect I didn't tell her, I didn't say anything to her. This is all on Miss Greer. She brought up the fact that Ja has a decision to make, he's he's gonna be in the the NBA, okay no matter what happens, as long as he doesn't do something completely stupid. Okay. We're throwing that all the way out because I don't believe that he's capable of doing something completely stupid. I just think he's making mistakes, but the mistakes that he's making and the mistakes that he can make gives him two different paths, two different paths. Does he want to be Dylan Brooks or does he want to be Michael Jordan? That's two different paths. You can choose. Do you want to be the face of, of Nike, do you want to be the face of Powerade? Do you want to be the face of the Grizzlies? Do you want to have those big contracts? Do you want to be the one of the most loved people? Do you want to live your life like that? Do you want to have a purpose in your life, or do you want to be Dylan Brooks? And it's no shade on Dylan Brooks, but he's just an average NBA player, right? He doesn't have the endorsements that Jaw has, that Jordan had. He doesn't. And we're bringing that home just for the simple fact that they're both on the Grizzlies, right? Well, the Jaw and Dylan Brooks are, but Dylan Brooks is just going to be an average NBA player. He's never going to have the things that jaw has. So you can choose one or the other. And I hate that it really put him in a bad light, but the fact that the national media and the people around are just doing things for clicks on the back of a 23 year old is disgusting. And that is the thing that hurts for me. You know what? That actually makes me love Ja more and makes me love job ja harder because I want to be the guy that's fighting for him because Anytime you don't have somebody fighting for you, I'm going to jump in there because that's what we do. That's what Memphis does. And I believe Memphis will actually back jaw more than he's ever been backed. Well, and the thing that drives me the most crazy is a lot of these guys are former
0: players. Hmm. You know, they've seen stuff way worse yeah. than what's going on with Ja.
1: Yeah.
0: It's, it's no doubt about it. Right. That's what drives me crazy. But, um, I, I, am with you on the city of Memphis back in Ja. And I I don't need a title. Bring up my name again. I changed my name f- for the episode for this.
1: Carpe diem. I like it. And Daniel,
0: We're going to seize the day. It's not even my real name, but I figured it was the most sophisticated thing I could do. <laughs> um, But in all seriousness, I think this is an opportunity for both Ja and the Grizzlies fan base. For Ja, this is the best, the best of all worst cases, mm. in that he is now embarrassed. He is now actively hurting the team by not being there. He is going to be suspended. That's going to happen, right? It's just a matter of how long. I'm not the 50 game thing. Goes bounced around today. I was like, there's no way that's a 50 game suspension, right? I think he'll be back before the playoffs. Um, and he's going to have legal, he's just going to cost him money, right? He's going to have fines, if nothing else. And there's likely going to be legal stuff he has to take care of. So don't want to speculate there, but it just, it's most likely there's going to have to be some stuff to get settled. But no one got hurt. It was not a massive crime that occurred, right? I mean, there's, like I said, we've seen far worse get slid under a rug. Right, It's not going to get slid on the rug because he's a superstar. NBA has to get involved, yada, yada, yada. But as things go, this came to a head in a way it had to be addressed, and he has to address it with minimal damage done. There is nothing keeping Ja from coming back with a completely different mindset, with a completely different approach to his personal life. Again, on the court, he's still been awesome. Right, Off the court there's a chance for adjustments with no lasting effect. His reputation, he's going to be embarrassed. Sure, he, he, he should be. There's no lasting effect to his reputation for this. He's not Plaxico burst, shot himself in the leg or Steven Jackson started shooting outside the club, right? Which, by the way, Steven Jackson only got seven games for fire shots outside the club. <laughs> so if you're wondering why I think Ja's going to be okay, that's why. <laughs> um, but it's an opportunity because – he has the chance to sit down and reflect and address this at 23 years old, way before he's entering his prime. Mm-hmm. And he can go ahead and turn it into a 180 now. He didn't have to go through three more years of this before something happens. Yeah. And that could be worse. And he has to figure it out. Um, and it gives him a chance to get back to who he was before, I think, the end of last year. And listen. The whole thing with teams getting hated once they start getting good. Listen, I'm already kind of starting to hate the Kings, and I feel bad for it. There's no reason for that. They haven't done anything to me other than Kings Muse seems to be a real asshole. But other than that, there's nothing out there. It's just part of what happens. But it turned into this, you know, it was this we don't want to smoke thing. And I don't think Ja realized how many people he was alienating. And I don't know what's going on within players. No idea, right? But I imagine there's some players that really like took it personal, right? It was not just words and just on the court to them, right? And fans, for sure, took it personal. It is a chance for him to hit the reset button with all of that. Because I, John wants to be loved. He cares yeah. about fans. He cares about what people think. And I think that's probably part of the pressure is he's going to places where people hate him now. And he doesn't understand why. Because it's just all on the court stuff, right? It's not all on the course. So, but this is a chance for players have reached out to him. People know this is bigger than basketball. Hit the reset and get back to, and this is what I think the fans and the city of Memphis and what we can do about it and something active we can do about it comes into play. He and all of us can get back to the joy of basketball. Yeah, This season has not been fun. It's not been fun to be a Grizz fan this season. You had that 11-game stretch. That was obviously a lot of fun because you're beating the tail every night. Yeah, Yeah, you're destroying people. But in general, it's like it's turned into this thing where it's almost like you you want to be able to rip on other teams for losing as much, if not more, than you want to cheer for your team for winning. And that's not been what it's been, right? It's not been an ego thing. It's been a, man, this team is fun. Last year, I always said, the Grizzlies, last fun team in basketball. They have not been a fun team in basketball this year. And it's none of it has been the basketball. It's been the narratives. It's been the agendas. It's been everything around it. And Ja, I think the pressure that you talk about is getting sucked into those narratives. Mm. All of them. And this is a chance for him to say, I'm just getting back to the game. I'm getting back to the game that got me here, that I love that I can just take and play that game. I don't have to listen to this outside crap. I don't have to show up whoever I'm dunking on. I don't have to show up Steph Curry and Draymond. I can just go and get buckets and be awesome. Mm. And it's a chance for us as a fan base to remember there's a lot more going on in basketball. My favorite phrase on Twitter right now, go touch some grass. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: but the thing is, there's is just a lot more than a petty Twitter bookmark to go and do like it, 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 it's, it seems more fun to go and stomp on someone's grave yeah. than to uplift somebody to success. Mm. It's not. It's why you got to do it night in and night out. It's why even if we had beat the Lakers tonight, you got to rub it in Lakers nation's face. When you get around to Wednesday against the Warriors, you're back stressed out again. Back
1: to fighting again, yeah.
0: It's every night. It's empty. But it's harder to lift someone up to success and to follow them through the ups which is last year, two seeds, second best record in the entire league, yeah. to the valleys of, yeah. hey, our star player is under legal investigation away from the team right before we enter a playoff stretch. It's hard to keep rooting for success in the middle of all that, but it is better and is more fulfilling, even if they don't reach the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't reach the pinnacle, knowing you were there and you were behind in the whole way is better. And I think this is a chance for – John morant to get back to that joy the joy of working his way working on his craft playing the game being the best he can be and it's a chance for us as fans in the city of memphis to get back to being behind our team loving our team more so and solely if we can instead of rooting against all these other teams and trying to have the upper hand right um and listen, that's not everybody, but it feels that way when you look around the community and when I hear things within the community, you know, and let's just get back to loving this team, loving this young man, putting our arms around these young man, supporting them. Right. Which, by the way, I, I mentioned this, but I have to throw this in as an asterisk. That's not saying, hey, man, you just keep doing you. You just don't don't F what everybody else says. You just keep living your life. No, he needs to change. That's yeah. got to change. Right. But you can love him and support him and saying, we love you, we love you enough to say that you can't be acting like that. And that's not what's best for you. And what's best for you is also what's best for this team. It is. And get back to it. But I think is a chance. I think it's an opportunity that people need to seize. It's why I did Carpe Diem. <laughs> people need to seize this opportunity to get back to the joy and to the positivity of basketball and why we fell in love with this team in the first place. And let's not pointing fingers. That's the last thing I want to say about this. I'm as bad as anybody. I can get as negative as anybody. Y'all saw me popping off against the refs in the last game, which was admittedly a debacle undeserved. You saw heard what I said about Stan Van and Gilbert Arenas at the beginning of this show. I can be a negative little dirtbag. Keeping it PG. It's a family show. <laughs> but it's it is looking in the mirror and saying, I'm going to start with me. Yeah. I'm going to put positivity out there. I'm yeah. going to do nothing but positivity and fair criticism, but I'm not going to go down this negative rabbit hole I can get down. And it starts yeah. with each one of us. And it starts with job ja doing it with himself. So I hope we see that. I hope we see that, that shift.
1: Yep. Hitting the reset button and uh, finding the joy is kind of what um, I think we all can agree on. I, I think that's important. It's important in life, right? We love this young man probably more than we probably should at times, but um, a lot of times, even the closest people can let you down and they can disappoint you, and that's okay. Like that happened. I I promise you, I've let my parents down. I've disappointed them. My kids will do the same thing to me. (laughs) So ask my wife about this past week, right? Like it's going. It's going (laughs) to happen, but. It's all about how you respond. And I think the response from jaw is very important. And I think that I have trust and I believe that he is a guy who deep down inside is still the same guy of being the fun, loving, happy guy. He just got off track. And a lot of times we do get off track and it's, it's our friends. It's our family. It's a community that, that you need the help from them because sometimes you, you can't see the forest beyond the trees. And right now he can't see the effing trees and he needs a little help. And so we're going to, or sorry, I said that wrong. He needs to see the forest. Okay. He's hitting a tree. I've never fully
0: understood the metaphor. So you're okay. Yeah. But no, and that's why it doesn't matter if it's five games or if it's 50 games, if he needs 50 games to get right, you know, this doesn't happen in four days. Right. You know, I'm completely with Taylor Jenkins on that. I thought he put it really, really well before the game and that it's, not, not, iris, irresponsible what did he say it's um,
1: irresponsible to
0: disrespectful to put a timetable right. on it disrespectful and i agree Because job's got to get his head around some life changes and that's more important even if he doesn't come back for the playoffs and we this entire season's down the drain hmm. that is well worth it one for this team moving forward but two for a young man whose life is more important than this team
1: yeah Absolutely. And honestly, like I I said it last year at the end of the season, after the season was over, I said, that's going to be the last season that we have as a fan base where there aren't expectations. Like that was it. Like, I'm not saying it's not going to be fun again. Okay. Because this team is fun, but there's more fighting going on off the court and not actually in a physical way, but on Twitter, on social media, for the players they're fighting to show that we belong here and that with the expectations that come with the pressure that comes as a human sometimes you just you just fight for it and sometimes you do it and you fight in the wrong way and maybe this team lost their focus and they lost who they their their identity and maybe it was because of job maybe it wasn't I'm not putting on anybody but we just lost our way a little bit it's okay. And it starts right here. And I think this is important for the entire team. Um, and I think it's important for the entire fan base to kind of find our way, right? And kind of find the joy again, hit the reset button. And I I think that it was really the main the last year that where it was just no expectations, have a fun season, whatever happens happens. Like that's the best as a sports fan because you don't have any high expectations for your team. And I think last year was that main reason is because now people are expecting the Grizzlies to be really good. And they are. But there's things that are off the court that's happening. But um, all in all, listen, I I don't care what happens. I, I do care. I don't care in a sense where I'm going to live and die by whatever happens on the court. But I promise you, I promise you, if we get back and this team gets back to playing with a joy, with a freedom, then this team is going to be the best version of themselves. And I think it does start with, Whatever happens in the next few games, I don't think that matters. Just like you said to start the show, I don't think that really matters because you're talking about the next few games. You're you're going into the Warriors. You're playing the Warriors on national TV. You're not going to have Jaw. I'm sorry, they're not bringing the Jaw back on Thursday. That's just that's just not possible. But you're back at home, right? So you're back at home against the Warriors. You're back at home against the Mavericks on Saturday, and then Monday you take. Two, uh, two or three game road trip. Yeah, three game road trip. And after that, the schedule lightens up a little bit. And at that point, you should have Steven Adams back. Hopefully, we get Job back at some point in March. Things could change and flip just that quickly. All it takes is maybe a big win, a good homestand. And things flip back and to where the reset button does happen. The joy does come back and you start seeing these guys play with a lot less pressure on their shoulders. And I think that'll be important for them, especially going down the stretch. So we're going to see, man, it's going to be big. Uh, anything else you have before we got, uh, before we get out of here? Nah, man, I, I just want to stand by what I said and reiterate,
0: find a way to be positive, find a way to be positive. And we, we always in the show with be nice. Tell your friends subscribe, Subscribe. <laughs> uh, seriously, we appreciate your your subscriptions. Uh, rate, review us. We love comments and feedback. But um, we end the show with be nice. Tell your friends, and I think this is as apt a time as ever. Like, be nice. Not just to John Morant, not just to the team. Again, there's people on the street corner. We all can be nicer. Don't let. This and whatever else is going on suck you down because there's just a lot of life that's worth living and I think this can put it in perspective not just for John Moran but for all of us who follow this team where it matters to us this is a good wake up call for us so um, yeah I'm trying to do it really well in my life and I'm just encouraging everyone else to do the same because it struck a chord with me and I think it's something we can take
1: home I agree I couldn't say said it better myself so you know what we're going to toss it over to you let you end the show Give the people what they want. Uh,
0: uh, I don't know. This is so hard. Daniel is so good and so mighty. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hopping in. Seriously, subscribe, rate, review us. Give us comments, keep how we're doing. And until the next game, be nice and tell your friends.